This is Nursing Australia Week, a week of entertainment, education and energy for all Australian nurses. Proudly presented by APNA, the Australian Primary Healthcare Nurses Association, Health Workforce Queensland, New South Wales RDN and Northern Territory PHN. Good morning. It's Wednesday, 24th of November, hump day. Welcome back to Nursing Australia Week here on the Nursing Australia podcast. A week just for you. I'm one of your hosts, Suzanne Blackaby. And I'm Matt St. Ledger. Happy hump day. And g'day, it's me, Georgie. Georgie Carroll again. How do you like me as the accent this morning, guys? Was that good? Oh. That, that was bad. I thought, it, I think I nailed it. Um, no, you didn't know uh, it. You're going to have to practice that. All of the words that I learned in Australia never come up in Australia, though, like g'day cobber. No one says no. it. No one says it. No one says flat out like a lizard drinking. No. Nobody says these things. Do, do, you, do you say geezer? Like, do you say all right geezer? No. Why not? Um, because I'm not a cockney. They're from oh. London. I have to put on even a slower accent than normal for you guys, because if I spoke it, do you want to hear my normal voice? Yeah. If I'm talking to my mum on the phone, I'm just like this, and no one really knows what I'm on about, and I go, hey, hey, or something like that on the fire engine. Like, nobody can understand my accent if I talk how I talk. But anyway, that's where I was trying to go for the Aussie. I feel like I'm holding up the podcast. We've got so much to get through today. What have we got today, Susan Matt? We do. We have another three exciting episodes just for you. We hope you can stay tuned. We're speaking with NCs about the vaccine rollout and what's next. And, of course, we've got another Spill Your Guts competition, the latest news, and another inspirational nursing story. So please do join us. Let's have a quick outbreak, guys, before we get stuck into the funny. Our state lockdowns may be lifting, but when it comes to COVID, nurses know there's still a lot of work to do. That's why APNA's 2021 Workforce Survey is the strongest way for you to tell our politicians what they're doing right with primary healthcare nursing and what they're getting wrong. As a nurse, do you feel valued for the additional hard work you've put in over the past 12 months? Now is your chance to tell our politicians what you think. With a federal election next year, you know they are listening. Visit apna.asn.au and click on the 2021 Workforce Survey link and have your say. And welcome back. You're listening to Nursing Australia Week here on the Nursing Australia podcast. Georgie, welcome. Thank you for coming back. It's Georgie Carroll, everyone. What's up, Matt? All right. I'm all right. Um, yeah, what we, you know what we're chatting today, guys? We're chatting patient mm. possessions. Mm. Now, I understand that the majority of listeners, although getting all nurses, let's be very clear about that, did you even take patient possessions when they come in the, in the GP practice or would that be classified as theft? So I think that's stealing. No, yeah. no. They can you, keep their handbag beside them on the chair. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. And Matt, you've moved yeah. into aged care. Do people mm. try and move ridiculous things into aged care facilities? Mm, of course they do. So you've got to make them sign a disclaimer. Yeah, effectively so you're not being pinged for theft, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that, uh, you know, when they're super, super old and they don't trust banks and they come yes. in with just money strapped to them everywhere like some kind of mule. Yeah. And we get that in ho- we get that in hospital a lot mm, where they come mm, in mm. and they've just got like wads of cash mm. everywhere. I have a theory. You, yeah. know, you know those um, Danish butter cookies in tins, in the blue tins? Yes. I yes. firmly believe that Danish butter cookies in tins were solely designed 
for people to hoard cash in. Oh, mm. it's, it's cash or meds, isn't it? It's cash yeah, or yeah, drugs yeah, going yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going in the Danish. <laughs> Everything's legal over there. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh. are the wads of jewellery, though? Like when I used to work in the hospital, like people coming in for day surgery or a procedure oh. and they're going to be there a few days and they're dripping with gold and diamonds mm. and you're like, now I've yeah. got to write all that down. And, and we've got to get security to lock it up for you. Mm. And yeah. Do you know what would be easier? Just strap it to the patient somewhere. Just, you know, you do with the rings where you just mm. microportate the ring. Just whatever jewellery they got, just strap it to the bellies and just throw them in like that. Yeah. No, but I'm talking more about, you know, like when, so when people come into emergency and they weren't expecting to be there, they've just mm, got whatever yes. they were carrying with them on the day. People, I don't even have a handbag. I hate handbags. Things go in my bra or in a pocket. That's it. They're the two ways I carry things. <laughs> you know, there's so many things going on in this bar right now. There'll be pens in there. There'll be some keys. There'll be my Medicare card. All kinds of stuff. It's amazing what you can stuff in there. But people carry around the strangest stuff. I was on ED one day and um, this woman came in and she was clearly on some kind of substance. And we did the wee test and it showed up all kinds of drugs that she was taking at the time. And then when we went through her possessions, we just found this massive bag just full of powder and it didn't look like any I, I can't say I'm particularly streetwise if you were out in the streets would you know what an ecstasy looked like or ice or any of those things I mean would you no what? no yeah. I just know like what's on the telly well, yeah like you, I don't know I, 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 I I'd be right with the weed but nothing else you, you'd, you'd be able to identify weed but yeah like so we got we, we found this and we, we, we just didn't know what to do with it because we're like we thought we'd found this huge stash and um, so we phoned the police and it turned out it was uh, Chihuahua ashes. What? It wasn't drugs. She was walking around with her incinerated dog in her bag. Oh no! <laughs> no, oh, like she'd oh, had it creepy. cremated on purpose, but like she took it everywhere with her. But we phoned the police because we thought we'd found this massive stash oh. and another. And another one, this guy came in with this leather bag, you know, like, um, and he'd been bitten by a snake. So it's the only snake bite I've ever seen in Australia. Like, I thought, I thought that would be my bread and butter on the emergency department. He comes in with this leather bag and um, the doctor was, I wasn't in the room when it happened, but the doctor asked him if he knew what kind of snake had bit him and he opened the bag and he had the snake in the bag. He brought the snake in with him. Ooh. Please tell me it was dead. No, he brought a live snake into the emergency no. department. Yeah, look at oh. it. Never got out the bag, but he brought it in to show them what. It, like oh if so, if something bites you, people don't bring it in. No. <laughs> we have vulnerable people in there. <laughs> I was so disappointed. We never got to administer antivenin, which I thought was just uh, that. That was going to be one of my new joys of Australia. Has any of you administered antivenin? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got the best mm. one. So I was working in this little outpost. I got seconded to um, in central Queensland. And a lady came in with a severe reaction to redback bites and had to have antivenom. And this particular lady happened to be the mother of one of the executives from the hospital. So, you know, I was pretty young and green and I'm just like, please, Lord, don't let me make any mistakes. Mm. Like I was writing those <laughs> nursing notes and dot and and crossing T's and anyway, got it all sorted, discharged the lady home and then I'm doing the bed thing you know you strip it all off yeah and so i flip the bottom end of the bed and guess what's in the bed frame live redbacks as in live redbacks. plural redbacks yeah ew i had her in a bed with more live redbacks in it not only are you washing your bed you're having to change your pants after that one yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. All right, you two. It's my favourite part of the morning. It's time for cake roast. It's time to roast the cake. How long has that been there? Suze, it's your turn today. What have you bought us? Okay, guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm fence sitting on this one. I'm not 100% sure. So I have bought a cake and it looks awesome, but it was baked by a patient. So here's the question. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Matt's straight in there. You're a no. No? No. no. I'm, I'm looking on the alerts. If they've got golden staff or COVID, it's a maybe not. I'm still going with maybe. <laughs> So what, you know, they might be a pastry chef. That this might be like the world's best cake. Well, this is it. We already. We, we, I don't. I don't feel that Matt's committed to cake. He was the most excited about leftover sandwiches. He then bought in. Yeah. He then bought in a Victoria sponge, which he didn't touch in his own fridge for two days. Mm-hmm. I feel Strange. like. I feel like he's not a cake boy. Maybe he's not even a nurse. Uh, maybe, maybe he's, he's not, not a real nurse. <laughs> I know. It wouldn't maybe be the so, first time. Um, I, th- I feel that I definitely um, will eat stuff that people have made. I had a patient once who used to make the most amazing shortbread every Christmas and bring us loads of it. Yeah, and you only knew it was amazing because you ate it. Mm. It's, yeah. it's been in That's, an oven, Matt. It, we all it's, did. A- it's not that. Perhaps it's like a professional distance thing or whatever it is, but it's like, I don't know, unwashed. Oh, stop it. Are you masses. not eating a block of chocolate when it gets dumped on the desk by, you know, yeah, someone's Because that comes mom? in a packet. But if some, but if a patient, uh, ugh, no, 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 I'm not coming at that. No. Oh, he's a food <laughs> snob. I think, it's all right. Me and Sue are going to eat it. That's what we're yeah, doing. We're, we're, Good. We'll polish it off. I'm very excited about eating this cake. Thanks for bringing it, Suze. No problems. Cakes from patients. Yay. <laughs> And now we're on to the myth busting. I've been listening to your afternoon episodes. There's a lot of fact in there. Now, as we know, most of the population are not working on fact, they're working on fiction. It's time to bust some myths. What the f- are you on about? For the next couple of days, we will be busting COVID myths that we all love. Do you want to know what we're going with today, guys? Mm-hmm. Hit us. We're going, we're going with. Somebody's come into the clinic, they want the vaccine, but they've heard it causes infertility. Which I don't know where anyone else is giving this jab, but I'm tending to go in the deltoid and absolutely nowhere near the baby-making equipment. So, um... (laughs) Do you want... The baby baby bags. (laughs) I I can put this to rest. So, um, I I consulted with my good friends, also known as social media and the interwebs, and uh, apparently Nicki Minaj... Or Minaj, I you trust it. you to bring Nicki Minaj to the table. I feel like you're so, our celebrity correspondent. She claimed that her cousin had the jab, his testicles swelled up, then he became impotent, and she claimed that that happened in Trinidad. But the plot twist to that is the BBC <laughs> then reported that the Trinidad health authorities wasted time and resources legitimately investigating it, which turned out to be, surprise, surprise, BS. Um, yeah, it was. But, yeah. It was probably just a hydrocele. <laughs> exactly, or an STI. I'm and so much more. And can likely. I just say as well, we've all got cousins. I don't think that is the first place you're taking your swollen undercarriage. And also, impotent doesn't make you infertile. Yeah. So touche. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so I just want to say though, Matt, I know you love your celebrities, but if you're consulting mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj for your medical knowledge. How many CPD points? That's negative CPD. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. negative uh, yeah. CPD. 
It is. You get dumber. You get dumber the more you, you listen get to that dumber. stuff. It actually sucks the neurons and the synapses out of your head. Her, yeah, her milkshake may well bring all the boys to the yard, but she has not read a book in a long time. <laughs> that you're referring to Khalees, but yeah, Julie noted <laughs> Nicki Minaj is not an, an erectile dysfunction specialist. <laughs> yes. Alrighty, guys, let's go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll reveal today's Spill Your Guts competition question. The APNAS Student Nurse Placement Program shines a light on primary healthcare for student nurses and helps to future-proof the primary healthcare nursing workforce. APNA works with universities and tertiary institutions to provide high-quality nursing placements for undergraduate and postgraduate students in dynamic primary healthcare settings. Join the program as a nurse supervisor and host student nurses at your workplace. Help us raise the profile of primary health. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Welcome back to Nursing Australia Week. Suze, would you like to tell us about today's Spill Your Guts competition? I would, Matt. Just to recap, every day this week, we're asking you to spill your guts on some nursing gossip. The best answer will be announced at the end of the day and we'll win our comp. Today, we want to know what white lie or lies have you told a patient in order to reassure them and calm them down? Now, we've all done it. I Don't keep it a secret. (laughs) I have never lied. You have never lied, Matt. I don't believe a word no. of it. I, th- I think you just never. lied about the lies. What's a mm-hmm. common one? Oh, I don't know if it's lying or not. I regularly fall into the world of somebody who's delirious. I find that so easy. Oh, I find it quite mm-hmm, nice a place mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's when's George? When, when's George going to be here for the for the mm-hmm. husband or whatever? And I'm like, he's just down the road. Love, he'll be here in a minute. I can mm. so fall into role play with mm. these <laughs> lovely broken brains. Oh. Or a, or a watertight delusion. I love me a watertight delusion in a complex family <laughs> dynamic on top of that. And then before you know it, you're in the middle of Melrose Place and it just every moment is a twist and a plot turn and oh, I just love it. Mm-mm-mm. Family dynamics. I think the most common one that you say when you're in hospital is the doctors will be here soon. Yeah. Or um, <laughs> He's on you're his way. going to be fine, but the cardiac monitor is telling me, no, no. <laughs> He's on yeah. his way. Yeah. He'll be out of here so in the that's morning. So that's definitely yeah. my continuous white lie is watching the monitor and seeing the monitor go south and you're standing mm. there with the colour draining from your face. And um, especially when you're out in primary care, right? So you're not yet in the hospital and you're waiting for the ambulance and you've got a patient having a cardiac event on your monitor and you're just watching a deteriorating rhythm and you're looking mm. at him going, oh, that's all good. Yeah, we'll just check your blood pressure again. And is there someone you wanted me to call to let them know you're going to hospital? <laughs> and and you're looking at it and it's getting slower and it's dipping in all the wrong places and the up bits are going down and the down bits are going <laughs> up and you're just mm. praying. Please don't flatline mm. here in the general practice. <laughs> I'd say it's probably worth speaking up before the flat line then, isn't it? Rather than telling lies. My midwife lied to me in labour. My midwife, um, I, I was in a bath trying to trying to have the baby, you know, like in a big water bath. I just all of a sudden decided I want a, a, an epidural and she said it was on its way and it just so wasn't. It was too late for an epidural. She just Life. lied to me like for the last <laughs> 20 minutes of my labour. Like, yeah, they're just setting it up through there. Well, she was my friend. I used to smoke. I don't anymore. So, yeah, after the birth, I worked at that hospital. We were out having a ciggy together. And she goes, you know, you were never getting an epidural. I was like, oh, yeah. It keeps you calm, though, doesn't it? What what a dog act. I, I actually have a gripe about a nursing lie. You know that um, 
when people go to give an injection or put a cannula in whatever it says, a um, little scratch or a mosquito bite, it's like, it's not a little scratch and it's not a mosquito bite and it is going to hurt. And then yeah. you sometimes get that smart-ass smart patient I, I, who's just like, are you, are you going to assure me that it doesn't hurt? And it's like, no, it's going to hurt. I feel you're a little bit soft. I think it is just a little scratch. I've had <laughs> plenty of gelcos and cannulas. I don't think they hurt at all. So that is your question for today. Your question is... What little white lies have you told your patient in order to reassure them or calm them down? How do they let us know their answers? So you can text your answers on 0417 366 381 or email us at education at apna.asn.au. We'll pop those details in the show notes as well. The winner will be announced this afternoon and you will receive a signed copy of Georgie Carroll's new book as well as like you need anything more than that. A $500 mm-hmm. Coles Meyer gift voucher, which can be spent at Myers, Coles, Target, Kmart, Officeworks and more. Oh, what's your favourite Kmart? If I did win it, I'd be spending it Cle- at Kmart. Clearly Kmart. Only dinosaurs shop at Meyer nowadays. I, yeah, yeah right. I'm, a bit of a, I'm a bit of a fan of Officeworks. I do like a highlighter and a good mm. pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a nurse. You don't buy your pens. You steal them. Yeah, from the grads. They get the good pens. <laughs> Hey, Georgie, what is your book called again? How to Be Annoying? It's not called How to Be Annoying. Um, If you'd have read it, you'd have known instead of just keeping it on your bedside table there, Matt. It's called Off the Charts. You can, <laughs> If you don't win it, you can still buy it for Christmas. Give it your friends. You can listen to it on Audible too. But, but enter the cop and get a free side copy. That's how we're going to go. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us this morning on Nursing Australia Week. Don't forget to text or email your answers into being in the running for today's competition. Tell us what white lie or white lies have you told a patient in order to reassure them or calm them down. We do need those entries in by 1400 hours or 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's 11 a.m. in the West, 1.30 p.m. Central Time and 1 p.m. in Queensland. So get those entries cracking. And be sure to join us at lunchtime today for our educational interview from NCIS. If you're needing a little uplift to finish us off this morning, here is Nurse Shirley Ann Rowley and her band The Jazzy Laylies with their song, Our First Dance, from their album Aspire. See ya! Bye! Catch you later.
for listening to Nursing Australia Week. A week just for you. For more information, visit APNA at www.apna.asn.au.